This song has a kind of a strange explanation, but these are strange times. And we're talking about things that you can't see that we're all terrified of and threatened by. And this song was inspired by string theory, the idea that all of the energy and all that we see and touch and feel and interact with is actually created by um, vibrating strings of sorts. And for me, as a musician, this makes me think of this great symphony of life, this universe that's vibrating and pulsing with different notes and different rhythms. And um, one day, all of these dissonant melodies and all of the things that feel so wrong will be set right by the composer. And that's what this song is about. It's called Your Love is a Song. Welcome to Switchfoot Song Stories, a fan-run and operated podcast, not affiliated with Switchfoot. Everybody, it is time for another conversation about our beloved band Switchfoot. And uh, today, joining me is another member of the Switch Fam, Amy Kirk. The clip you just heard was Amy singing a John Foreman song, "House of God Forever." So, first off, Amy, welcome to the show. You've got a beautiful Thank voice. You. That was a great TikTok that you made. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I made that like during. It was sometime during COVID, where. It might have been like 2021, but I was still kind of isolated for whatever reason. And I just got really obsessed with figuring out the harmony, like finding a third harmony for that song. So, um, yeah, I'd kind of forgotten about it until you you brought it up today. So <laughs> we, we do our homework here. Switch with songs. Yeah. We do our homework, take deep dives into the guests. Yeah, I love so it. So <laughs> speaking, speaking of the homework, I understand that you went to Wheaton College, studied music yeah. education. Tell us about that. You know, it's, if you have this musical background to me, it's like, well, no wonder she likes Switchfoot and has been influenced by such a good band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm not anyone special as far as like a public figure or something. I'm just a fan. Um, but yeah, I, music has always been a big part of my life. Um, and I was really especially into choir kind of all through growing up and I've always wanted to be a choir teacher. Um, so yeah, when I went to college, I um, studied music education and um, did a lot of singing. And yeah, I think sometimes people are surprised that I am so into Switchfoot because like the kind of college music scene is much more like classical and, um, you know, so it's kind of surprises people sometimes that I'm like really into this rock band. Um, but to me, they just, they go together perfectly. Um, 
so yeah, right now I'm actually living in the UK and I'm doing um, an internship at a church here. So not strictly music stuff, but I have been able to do some music. I led a community choir and things like that. I've also taught music. So yeah, it's a big part of my life. Awesome. Do you remember when your fandom began with Switchfoot, like kind of the first song or first time you uh, fell in love with them? Totally. Um, So my older brother is about nine years older than me. Um, And so he was in high school when Switchfoot really took off, The Beautiful Letdown and Nothing Is Sound. So I remember him having those albums around the house and like kind of vaguely hearing them. Um, But yeah, it wasn't until I think I was in middle school. um, And my first really core Switchfoot memory is we went on a road trip And the only thing I had to listen to was my brother's old MP3 player. And um, one of the only songs I liked on it was Gone. (laughs) Um, I don't even know if he had the whole album, but he just had Gone on there. And I listened to it like over and over till I had every line memorized. Um, And I was just, I just loved it. But I didn't get super into Switchfoot at that point. I think it was a couple more years, more like eighth grade um, when I really started to like want to develop my own music taste and I got my first iPod um, and I downloaded like from his old computer like the beautiful letdown and nothing is sound and he had a few other random songs from them on there Um, yeah so that was when I really started to like them a lot and then I convinced my parents to take me to see them Um, this was 2012 um, at creation fest northeast and like I don't even know how to describe it, but just seeing them live and so many people have the same story, but seeing them live, just something totally clicked. And I didn't even know many of their songs because I think they were toying vice versas at that point. And I hadn't like gotten that far. I was only listening to their slightly older stuff. Um, But even though I, I hardly knew any of the songs, like I just felt totally, you know, enamored basically, and just felt such a connection. Um, even though, you know, it was like this massive crowd. There was one point where I swear, like, John looked me straight in the eyes, even though he was like across, you know, the crowd for me. And like, yeah, so from then it was really, like, I was totally obsessed. And my parents, bless them, like drove me to tons of concerts. Um, Yeah, I think I've seen them like 13 or 14 times at this point. Um, And yeah, they've just, they've been by my band ever since. Yeah. Yeah super grateful for them i remember i can't remember if i've said this on the show or not but mike donahue's first book he talked about he said i got a friend named john who i look up to and obviously he was talking about john foreman and yeah uh, and he said john always told me as an artist to look as many people in the eye as you can while mm. on stage no matter how big the crowd is just to have that connection yeah and so yeah as you're saying that i just i thought of that quote and then i remember years ago had a buddy who had never seen him uh, he was going to a show and I said, he's going to walk out to you. And he's like, what? what are you talking about? I said, I just have a feeling he's going to. And he said, it was one of those moments where he walked out and was being held up like by my friend. And, and he's like, how, how would you, I mean, how did you know that was going to happen? Cause it was a really big crowd. I was like, well, just about every time I go to a show, he comes out to me. So I just kind of figured yeah. he's with you and there you go. But That's yeah, just, he, had, he had a similar, similar story. It was like, I didn't know their music, but man, did I feel like I just felt different at that show compared to other mm-hmm. shows. But I yeah. noticed on your 
Instagram profile, a lyric from the song Golden. That's an underrated mm-hmm. Switchfoot song for sure. Totally. And I got to ask this question. If you like Switchfoot and your name is Amy, what is your relationship <laughs> with Amy's song? Oh, man. <laughs> I remember. I know. I remember um, like for when I first got into them and was like really deep diving. And I like looked up trying to find a list of all their songs because this was like slightly before kind of Spotify and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and I remember seeing towards the top because it was like listed alphabetically Amy's song and I just couldn't believe my eyes. Um, but yeah, it, it's such an interesting song. I mean, I'm, I'm honored to have my name in a Switchfoot song, but it is like, you know, it's a bit of a sad song in some ways. Yeah. Um, but I really like it. But I would love to ask John like what exactly the story is behind it. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely yeah. an honor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if your name's Amy, Daisy, you know, yep. there's a few names in there that it's nice <laughs> to have. <laughs> so originally when we first connected, we were talking about the possibility of doing uh, Sing It Out. Um, but yes. then we had uh, we had American Idol Chris Allen on and mm-hmm. um, he did that. He talked about that song. Yeah. So then your next choice was off the same album, Your Love yep. Is a Song. And you mentioned how, you know, both of those mean a lot to you, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, being around music or uh, kind of understanding God's love through music or like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, there's, there's so many themes, but can you even put into words like what, what these songs mean uh, to you in your life? Yeah, yeah, I can try. And I did do some prep. I took some notes because I'm a nerd that way before this. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think so like coming from a background of singing and music like one of my favorite kind of themes or like motifs that John touches on a lot is using art or songs or singing or music like as this metaphor for for love for life you know whether it's like God's love or the love we should have for each other um it comes up like so many times like there is no song louder than love one of my favorite Mm -hmm. um of his kind of single lyrics from the sound um I'll sing until my heart caves in, and yet I will carry a cross and a song where I don't belong. Um, I want to tell you that I try to live it like a song uh, and where I belong. Um, I, I need your symphony singing in all that I am from Only Hope. Like, I could keep going on. Hope is the mm-hmm. anthem. Love is the rebel song. Like, it's just, it's all over. Um, yeah, and then literally all of, all of Sing It Out and Your Love is a Song, of course. Um, so yeah, that's one of my favorite kind of themes that John has. And I think often, like with your love as a song, people, including John himself, often put it as a trio with your love is strong and let your love be strong, which I mean, Mm -hmm. I think, I think they work great as a trio, but yeah, I kind of like thinking of your love as a song is almost like his thesis statement for this Mm -hmm. theme that runs through his music. Um, and yeah, so I think it's just such a beautiful image, um, and the way he talks about it lyrically and the way he talks about it in his, um, like the write-ups he does about these songs, like, yeah, it's just so beautiful and it speaks so much to my own, like, um, my own relationship with music and the way that I've used music to connect with God, to connect with other people, um, to find community. So yeah, I just, I think it's super beautiful. Yeah, you mentioned those songs. And also, I think he also said that, like, uh, Your Love is Enough was kind of mm. like 
yeah. part four. I, I don't know if, the, if I got the right order, but anyway, there's, there's, yes, there's four songs. Yeah. And I think they're very, they're cohesive, but they're also very, they can all stand alone as well, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. And, and you also mentioned the the themes. I don't know how, I was, I was going to look it up. I forgot to do it. Like how many times even the word symphony is yeah. used, but it's not, I don't think it's overdone. I think every no. single placement of that word in the song has just been Yeah, it's like, in 24 perfect, too. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Even like Hello Hurricane, the title track, like you can't silence my love, not specifically mm-hmm. talking about music, but obviously love as some sort of vocal thing that you can't silence. Yeah. Um, yeah. So with Sing It Out, um, I've always felt like those two songs on, on Hello Hurricane, which is one of my favorite albums, um, like they're just kind of they're sister songs. And it's almost mm-hmm. like I was thinking about this. I don't know if you have any insight because I almost feel like Sing It Out should become should come before Your Love is a Song because it almost seems like the answer to Sing It Out. Um, there's just there's a lot of parallels. So there's like Come Be My Remedy in Sing It Out and then Oh Your Love Is My Remedy in, in Your Love yeah. is a Song. Take What Is Left of Me, Make It a Melody. Your Love Is a Melody. Um, even other things like uh, where is the sun is something in sing it out. And then it's talking about the dawn being fire bright. Um, and yeah, another one I was looking at was um, he says, I need your breath in my lungs tonight in sing it out. And then in your love is a song. He says, I hear you breathing in, um, which also reminded me of restless when he says, I can hear you breathing. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway. So they're just, I feel like, your love as a song is almost like the answer, you know, or the remedy to mm-hmm. the questions he's asking and sing it out. Um, yeah. yeah. And I just, yeah, I feel like I could talk about hello hurricane forever. Like the way sing it out goes into red eyes and red eyes has all these connections to your love as a song as well. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just, it's beautiful, beautifully done. Which is what another thing it's incredible when they have, you know, 80, 90, 100 songs that they're choosing from to still come up with. And that, if you remember that album specifically, some of their quotes were like, if you're not crying while you're singing it, like, (laughs) are are you willing to, like songs that you want to be singing the rest of your life and still have like that cohesive, you know, um, kind of themes um, Mm -hmm. is amazing. And this one's the, your love is song is special to me. Um, It's one of my, you know, family's favorites. And mm-hmm. uh, I remember one time a live show, I could tell that it was not in the set list. And John, like they're in the like beginning stages of playing a different song. And John said, guys, guys, I want to, I want to switch it up. I'm feeling kind of led. Uh, I want to mm-hmm. sing a song about grace. Mm-hmm. And all he said was, I want to sing a song about grace. And they knew what it was. Wow. Like, the guys, the guys switched up, like Drew got a different instrument. No and way. Tim was tuning and then he started playing your love is a song. So pretty cool just to, um, you know, just to see the guys in action there flipping it, yeah. you know, switching it up that quickly. And um, also to the theme of grace, um, which right. a lot of fans would know, you know, when he would start playing that guitar, he would often say, I want to sing, sing a song about grace and then play that song. But yeah, um, really cool moment in a, one of many cool moments, but. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and you would think a lot of their songs are about grace, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's neat that he kind of singles this one out. Yeah. Yeah. 
as we always do, I want to get your thoughts on one of his quotes mm, yes. about it. I was also, so I'll maybe mention this later, but he had a TED talk that was about called Live Your Song. And there's like so many oh, quotes yeah. in there too, which is even that is like, yeah, I'm living, you know, like you said, where I belong. I want to live it like a song, live your song, but also like your love is my song. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah. I have forgotten but, about that TED talk. I've watched it yeah. before, but that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to link that YouTube link in the show description and highly recommend because he also sings three or four songs in it but it's just like mm -hmm. this most super poetic, you know, vintage John Foreman stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so everybody needs to check that out. But he said this about your love is a song, I believe right before it came out. He said, for me, melody is a constant. I'm always buzzing with some hook or rhythm or idea. Sometimes I imagine the entire universe as a song or an incredibly elaborate symphony. The sun is setting. There's a kid staring at the evening train going by. People are falling in love. Fathers are apologizing to their sons after years of unspoken silence. Children are looking for the approval that only a mother can give. I think of life as an interwoven and interconnected masterpiece. It's like Lauren Hill and Kierkegaard say, everything affects everything. Alongside these beautiful pure notes, there are elements of hor horrific dissonance, parts of the symphony where the musicians are not following the score. To our shame, ours is a world of slavery, bigotry, and hate. Um, planet, uh, let's see. But love is a stronger song. Alongside the distance, there is hope. There's forgiveness and joy singing alongside of hatred and despair. The song is still being written. Every day we choose whether we will submit to the score to sing along with love. When I found out about the string theory, it made a lot of sense. I pictured all the universe vibrating. Some instruments are out of tune. Some are not following the conductor. But love conquers a multitude of errors. Your love can cover even the atrocities that I've committed in my own life, even the times when my actions are horribly out of tune. Yet even these have been mercifully forgiven and brought into the song. And in the last paragraph, he says, uh, there are recurring themes in my life because I write about the things I'm wrestling. These th themes often find themselves in multiple songs. I used, uh, I used to fight against this concept. Now I see these songs as interconnected sequels in a real life documentary. One idea that I'm continually wrestling with is the concept that the creator of heavens and earth would love a wreck like myself. Hmm. Wow. I, I read that ahead of time because um, I knew you, you do this and I'm still mm -hmm. just like, you know, so <laughs> in begin, awe right? of the way yeah. he, yeah. Oh man. You know, it reminded me a bit of, um, of, um, like authors um, like Lewis and Tolkien, who I think both in their sort of creation stories of their worlds in, involved singing. So um, like, I think it's in The Magician's Nephew for C.S. Lewis, where Aslan like sings Narnia into being. And then in The Silmarillion, which I have actually only read like two chapters of, I need to, to work on that, um, which is Tolkien's kind of like background of Middle Earth. Um, it starts, it's like a really, really beautiful scene where uh, Iluvatar, who's like the kind of one god, but then there's kind of these like lesser gods who help him and they're like all singing together in this choir. And then um, Melkor, who's like the kind of Sauron's boss, um, if you're familiar with Lord of the Rings, he like enters and he starts singing dissonantly and he like messes everything up. And then they have to try to like bring it back into harmony again. And it's just, yeah, so, so powerful. Um, and yeah, and this quote, the way he's describing how he sees like the symphony of life in the world mm -hmm. um, and the conductor and stuff like, 
yeah it's just so so beautifully said I like I don't think I have anything to add to it (laughs) um yeah I also love how he has lines like Lauren Hill and Kierkegaard say it's like who (laughs) who does that just just John Foreman yep oh man (laughs) one thing you mentioned in there was like string theory and Mm. uh there's a lot of videos out there articles about just this idea of how like the universe and some of it's a question like is the universe making music Mm. like all throughout the planets and stars and there's just all this like humming or buzzing or like beautiful yeah. sounds. Um, I think uh, Phil Wickham's worship song Canons is about mm-hmm. that concept. Oh, and, no you know, like, like the Psalms, like, you know, the heavens declare the glory of God. And then there's mm-hmm. some lines in there. And, and if I remember right, yeah. I tried to find it, but if I think one time Phil, Phil Wickham was doing a interview and I think he mentioned Switchfoot and that song as well. And he's like, it's oh, kind of no like way. this, this concept. And, so it's really, but it's wild sometimes just to sit back and think about how small we are, how big the universe is, how big God is. And yeah. to think like, you know, some of those verses, like even the rocks cry out or like mm-hmm. even the wind and, away, and the waves obey him. And, yeah. you know, even animals and planets and everything cries out in worship. And it just, hopefully when people, similar to what I said in the stars episode, hopefully you don't feel like like that's a bad thing to feel small. Hopefully it's like no. it's how incredible, how big <laughs> God is and how much he loves us, you know, and it's, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. I was also reminded of, um, I think it's like Zephaniah three, um, like he will rejoice over you with singing and just like the, the idea that God sings. Um, and I mean, you definitely don't have to believe in, in God to like appreciate Switchfoot, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, but I think for this song, especially like, that meaning, yeah, has really meant a lot to me, like I've said. Um, yeah, I was, I think it's interesting too that it's a song that's in minor. Um, I was doing a little bit of like chord analysis because I did did learn how to do that in college. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I didn't go all the way in, but yeah, I did, did just notice that it's minor. And, you know, often we go, oh, minor, sad, major, happy, um, which is o- oversimplifying things. But yeah, I just thought it was fascinating, like the way that, you know, John writes this beautiful song about love and hope, but he kind of puts it in a minor key. Um, What does that say about it? Or um, Mm -hmm. maybe that's the dissonance coming in or something that he's trying to talk about. I was also curious, sorry. um, I was also curious to pick your brain about what you think the verses mean of this song. Because I've always felt like the verses are a little bit like not disjointed like I think they work well but I've never quite been able to put my finger on like what I think he's talking about if that makes sense um I don't know if you have any ideas on that but well I'm pulling them up here just to refresh it's like one of those things where I could sing every song but then it's like what's that for oh yeah go back and read it but here you breathing in another day begins stars are falling out my dreams are fading now fading out keeping my eyes wide open and then uh were you saying second verse as well yeah oh, just the, the verses the in general bright. against the city lights clouds are glowing now i think going back to whatever year that was when it when it first came out mm-hmm. i think it was uh my first thoughts were reflecting on just like almost like the ups and downs like 
stars are falling out or my mm-hmm. dreams are fading mm-hmm. but it's almost like there could be like but I'm yeah. keeping my, my my eyes wide open yeah um, and then like the dawn is fire bright the clouds are glowing now the moon is blacking out but you know keep my eyes right. wide open because you know your love is a symphony and maybe mm-hmm. reflective too of nature looking out you know mm-hmm. seeing uh seeing this which I think sometimes even uh, like city lights are, are beautiful too, but I also love the, when there's nothing and it's just stars and nature. And uh, right. yeah, I think just kind of a reflective um, is what I was feeling there. It could be off, but yeah. you know, John says no, we get to interpret sense. how we want. So <laughs> totally. Yeah. I think that makes sense. And what you just said about the city lights reminds me of like vice versus where he asks, where is God in the city lights? Um mm-hmm. So yeah, that definitely seems to be, or like fluorescent, you know, lots of different connections there. Yeah. And something else I was thinking about um, is like just the structure of the, the album, like Hello Hurricane. It is about a storm coming. And I think I remember a quote somewhere where they said, it's like the storm coming, the storm being there, and then the storm passing basically. And so I suppose that that those kind of descriptions of nature and stuff could also be like waiting for the storm to come, but then yeah. acknowledging, mm-hmm. but I know your love is a symphony all around me. Mm-hmm. Um, Very yeah. Psalm-like. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally. So I have this article mm. that was kind of a, um, it was almost like a, a recap of some of the quotes okay. from the uh, TED talk. Okay. And I think a lot of fans would, would really recognize one of the quotes because it had, kind of sounds something similar to what he said at the, what, Mount Soldad? Is that how he say mm-hmm. it? At the uh, 25 and 24 yeah. um, thing. But but these are really cool, too. Like one thing he said was, um, there's a song inside of you, an anthem in your chest, your thoughts, your words, your actions. They sing with a cadence that is all your own. Mm-hmm. And every morning when you get up, your song is burning to come into being in the backdrop of the symphony of our time. Mm-hmm. Your melody is yours alone. No one else can sing it for you. And in this quote, he said, um, you begin to wonder if this fragile little melody you have been given can even make a dent. Mm. The creator, the composer of time and space has answered you with wordless beauty. You matter. You matter. And there is a void in the symphony of life when you are silent. Mm. The pain, the anger, the frustration, the dissonance. Be brave. Sing through it and sing the truth one note at a time. Oh, so good. Speaking my language. Yes. Yeah. That reminds me of the, what he said about um, sing it out in like the stories that I think you read in, in that episode um, about like, I want my life to sing, to be a melody intertwined with the, the melody himself. And I remember I had that quote up on my like whiteboard in my room for like years throughout high school. Cause it just felt like that. Yeah. Like I just wanted that to be like the mantra of my life, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, he just, he has a way of talking about these things. Super reflective. Yeah. And yeah, I think one of my hopes too is when, when uh, fans listen to these, they're like, Oh, I got to go back and listen to that song now, the yeah. album and just kind of dive into it. And, I think sometimes make, um, I know even for me, some things that guests will say, I'm like, oh, I didn't think of it that mm-hmm. way, or I just want to go and kind of dive into it even more. So yeah, I think um, Hello makes Hurricane. me excited too for. Sorry. Yeah, Hello Hurricane is like one of those albums for me where it has this kind of obvious um, 
theme of like the storm but then it also has I feel like all these kind of mini themes that are running through it and like interconnecting and yeah when you listen to it all the way through or even if you put it on shuffle and you hear like two songs next to each other um it can just bring out a whole like new life to it that you never realized before um and obviously a lot of their albums are like that because they're brilliant but this one especially has meant a lot to me in that way makes me excited always to see what they're cooking up next yeah Uh, oh man i'm excited again how much how much thought they put into each one Mm -hmm. a lot of ideas that they're already talking about that we don't know anything about Mm -hmm. yet so that's exciting (laughs) i know they like had the whole christmas album like recorded before they even let us know about it at all so you never know what's up yep. their sleeves. Well, thanks for coming on. It's always fun to connect with yeah. fellow Switch fam. And uh, oh, the... it's cool that you've been to 13 or more shows. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. How many, I mean, has it been some in the UK and some in the States or um, just kind of all over? No, I haven't. I've only been in the UK a few months. And so they haven't made it over here yet, um, which I, mm-hmm. I would love to see them overseas. I just think that would be so fun. But yeah, I don't, I don't know yep. if that'll happen. Um so while I'm here, so we shall see. Um, but yeah, I, what you said about the switch fam, like, yeah, I just want to shout out to the switch fam because they're the best. Um, I went to Broam for the first time this past summer and, um, because my parents, like I said, they were great, drove me all over, but they like kind of drew the line. I grew up East coast. So they kind of drew the line of like taking me to California. (laughs) Um, but I got like my first or I'd had kind of my first full time job and then there was COVID. Um, but anyway, it was kind of the first year where I like had enough money and COVID was over ish, you know. Um, so mm-hmm. I was like, you know, what I'm doing I'm going to Broam, so making it happen. And <laughs> I ended up going by myself. And I feel like my friends and family were kind of like, aren't you going to like, isn't that going to be weird? Are not you going to feel lonely? And even before I went, I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> like, I think yeah. it's just going to be the best. Fam. <laughs> yeah. And I seriously yeah. made so many friends like right off, like, and people like offered to give me rides. So they didn't have a car. And like, like I just, yeah, I didn't feel alone at all. And it was like the best day ever. Um, yeah. And I, I remember telling someone I met that I, I kind of feel sorry for people who aren't Switchfoot fans. <laughs> and I don't mean that in like an elitist way. Like, I don't mean like my music taste is better than yours or anything, but just they're so giving um, and they're so mm-hmm. generous with their time and their energy and their creativity. And the fans are just the best. So like, I'm just yep. so grateful that I ended up, you know, they ended up being my favorite band because it's yeah, such a blessing in so many ways. Yep. Nothing like it. I was thinking, you know, just as you were sharing that, uh, like my immediate reaction was I would not feel alone at all yeah. going to a big switchfoot event. And yeah, it's funny. But I have no yet one... to make it to Broham, so I'm oh. I'm hoping to make it uh yeah within the next couple of years. Yeah, you've gotta go. It was it was really like you know, not to be cliche, it was like everything I dreamed that it would be. <laughs> it mm-hmm. was just, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny how people like who aren't like my friends who aren't fans, like just couldn't fathom what I meant when I was telling them about it. And like, when I was telling them about all the people I met, they were like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> it's like, it's the power of Switchfoot, man. Like, it's great. <laughs> and I also say if anyone, if anyone's like, they hear one Switchfoot song, they're like, oh, I don't really like that or not my style. It's like, 
you have no idea. There you just gotta others. listen. There's so many more songs. Yeah, yep. and then there's John Foreman. Like, yeah, there's something for everyone for sure. Thanks again for jumping on, and uh, look forward to you know whatever comes next. Um, yeah. And uh, hopefully we'll maybe at some point catch a show or a broam together and. Mm-hmm. Uh, continue the the switch fam famdom wherever we go yeah let's do it thanks so much for having me tyler it was nice to talk to you absolutely goes like this Oh, yeah.